It's been uh, an amazing experience, I have to tell you. Hasn't been done in 34 years, but actually really hasn't been done because we broke every record. It's the largest, I always say the most massive, but it's the largest tax cut in the history of our country and reform, but tax cut. It has been almost one year since President Trump signed his Republican tax bill into law. It was sweeping legislation that rewrote the tax code and it came with a lot of promises. But one year later, are those promises being kept? This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today is Ben Steverman, who covers taxes and wealth for Bloomberg News. Thanks for being here today, Ben. Sure. So first off, what was President Trump's rewrite of the tax code intended to do? That's a really hard question because it's 186 pages, which doesn't even seem that long, but it's 186 pages where every page, every paragraph is changing some little aspect of the tax code, and somebody's winning and somebody's losing. So, uh, they're taking away loopholes, they're creating new loopholes. Um, so, a year in, we're, we decided to kind of figure out what the effect was, and what we went back to was the promises that were made when they passed the law. The headline from your recent Bloomberg News article marking that one-year anniversary reads, a year after the middle-class tax cut, the rich are winning. Ben, were the rich meant to win? Trump repeatedly said, and other folks repeatedly said, or other Republicans repeatedly said, that the rich were not going to win from this package. The rich will not be gaining at all with this plan. We're, not, we're looking for the middle class, and we're looking for jobs. Jobs meaning companies. So we're looking at for the middle class, and we're looking at jobs. And... Um, in some ways, that was clearly false from the beginning because the rich did get plenty of benefits. But I, uh, the broader point maybe that they were trying to make was that um, by helping some of the rich with some of these provisions, they would filter through to the rest of the economy and the economy would grow and everyone would be better off. Can you explain a little more how the rich are winning? Okay, so the, the clearest way that the rich are winning is that the law doubled the amount of wealth that's exempt from an estate tax. So, a married couple now can give or leave $22 million to their kids without paying any estate tax. Um, and that just has created all these opportunities for wealthy people to transfer wealth to the next, gen- not just the next generation, but for multiple generations. So, they're creating these like something called the Dynasty Trust. It's basically just this self-perpetuating cash machine that just goes on and on and on. And could you could end up benefiting people who haven't even been born yet. So, a lot of that is happening. But then, the other way that they benefited was, that, first of all, the top tax rate went down. But also, they created this really lucrative um, tax break for businesses. Um, and and uh, of 20% off for, for some businesses. And then corporations got this huge tax mm-hmm. cut from 35 to 21%, to 21%. So, both of those things, like, yes, they're helping businesses, but and maybe they might eventually help the employees of those businesses, but at the end of the day, they're definitely helping the people who own the businesses, which are wealthy Americans. So, if the middle class was maybe intended to be the biggest winner, it didn't necessarily turn out that way. So, what happened to them? Well, everybody gets a tax cut, more or less. Not everybody, but almost, most Americans are going to get a tax cut when they do their, their taxes this year. Um, there are some exceptions, but um, those tax cuts actually expire in 2026. So they're going to, f- and they fade over time the way that the law is written. The corporate tax cut, though, is permanent. 
So, so you might feel like you've gotten a boost, but that's slowly going to go away. Yeah, and you might not even notice it. It's it's a relatively small amount. Th- this tax cut was largely a corporate and business tax cut. And the, indiv- the individual precision is there, but you're spending that money over 300-some million people, and you, you might not notice it that much at the end of the day. You know, and, and the other way the middle class was intended to benefit was this was supposed to juice the economy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the, the thing that we're starting to see, is we did see in the second and third quarters of this year that growth went above 3%, which was the goal. Trump thought it could get to 4%. Um, so we had pretty good economic growth, but now it seems like it's starting to fade. And this is sort of the indictment of the tax cut is that it maybe just created this sugar high that's going to fade over time. And the promise of the law was that not just that it would boost the economy temporarily, but that it would fundamentally change the economy in a way that workers would win, wages would jump. Um, and we would get out of sort of this slow growth that we've had since the Great Recession. You know, this is all very complex stuff. You know, so I think one of the most easiest thing for people to wrap their minds around when this was all being pitched and explained to us by uh, by politicians was that it was going to get simpler. And I think someone even said that you can do your taxes on something the size of a postcard. We're making things so simple. We're making things so simple that you can do your taxes on a form the size of a postcard. Did that end up being true? Yes and no. So there are about 47 million people who uh, every year they itemize their taxes. And under the tax code, the new tax code, that number is going to fall way down below 20 million. So a lot fewer people are going to have to tally every single charitable donation they made or every single deduction they made. Now, the problem is you might not be happy about that because that's one of the reasons why is you lost a bunch of deductions. You lost the ability to deduct your home office, um, your union dues, um, your full state and local taxes. And so some of those people are going to be losers. Um, um, but yes, their taxes are going to be simpler. The other part of the tax code that got a lot more complicated was how what businesses and corporations are facing, including small businesses. There's this new tax cut for small businesses or for for businesses that aren't corporations, and it's just incredibly complicated that the way they've written it. Some at certain income groups, some people are allowed to take it, some people aren't. How do we figure out exactly how much? you're going to be allowed to take. There's these very complicated formulas, and they've just issued hundreds and hundreds of pages of regulations to help corporations and businesses figure out the new rules, and they're, they haven't, haven't solved the problem yet. The people are still confused. A lot of corporations keep their money overseas, Ben, you know, because they can't be taxed there. This bill was meant to bring some of that home, about $4 trillion that was meant to be pumped back into the economy. Did that happen? It hasn't happened yet. So, Companies are bringing back some of this money that they were intended to bring back. We've seen a few hundred, a few hundred billion dollars come back officially to the United States that these corporations were stashing overseas. But what we were promised was three or four trillion dollars, and there's just no sign that that's happening. And we similar promises were made about domestic investment that corporations were going to invest a lot in capital equipment. We haven't seen that either, and. Really, I think the heart of the issue is that companies are making decisions on where to invest their money based on the economic fundamentals. And 
the tax cut might push things in one direction or another, but at the end of the day, you're going to make a decision of, of where to build a new factory based on demand or based on wages or other other factors that uh, are not tax related. So we really don't see CEOs making the decision to move money back to the United States right now. Of all of these promises that were made along the way, and of all the research you did, you know, one year later, what surprises you the most uh, of what has happened? I think the biggest surprise, you know, one of the promises made was that this law would address all the special interests that had carved out loopholes in the law and were taking advantage of it, uh, taking advantage of the tax code to basically be winners because of taxes, not because of economic fundamentals. With this plan, we are getting rid of loopholes for special interests and we are leveling the playing field. And what's happened is that the law did shut out some special interests and it changed some rules. But at the end of the day, it also created all these other um, incentives and loopholes for special interests at the same time. And we still don't even really understand them. All and what the law ultimately does is it gives a boost to um, people who can afford uh, expensive advisors who can help them figure all this stuff out. So the wealthy and large corporations are hiring very expensive people to help them find new loopholes in this law that was passed very quickly. And um, I think that they're going to find them. It might not be for another year or two that we really learn all the loopholes that have are in this legislation. But if you're one of those average Americans who can't afford the expensive person to do all of this for you, what's the best approach as people go into 2019 and get ready to do their taxes? So I, th- I think most people probably didn't check their withholding from their paychecks, but like, there's a good chance that you are going to either owe more money than you expect, or you're going to get a much bigger refund than you expect. I think that this might be a pretty unpredictable tax season, just because of the fact that this law came in. Most people are getting a tax cut, but your tax cut might already have been reflected in the paychecks you were getting throughout the year. And um, those paychecks might not have accounted for the fact that, say, you were losing that home office deduction, as I mentioned, or something like that. So, you need to um, just sort of be be prepared when you either you know, load up the tax software or go into the office and do your taxes that you really don't know what's going to happen. Or before that, you can use some of these calculators that are online and try to guesstimate um, what exactly is going on for you. But um, at the end of the day, you just kind of need to be prepared for, to be surprised. Ben, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Make sure to follow Ben on Twitter. You can find him at B. Steverman. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, please. Head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.